Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to You Want to Split That, episode number two. My name is Bailey Engel, and if this is your first episode listening into the podcast, welcome. Here's the basis of it. I like talking to interesting people. I like eating fast food, and I got to do that with another interesting person, Miss Sammy Hill. She's a professional basketball player in Nantes, France, and I came to know her during her time at Virginia Tech. We were the same year, graduated in 2017. I called her games on the ACC Network as well as the Virginia Tech IMG Sports Network as it was known then. And since then, she has played basketball in Germany and has just joined her French team and also recently qualified for the Olympics as a member of Team Canada since she's a native of Toronto, Canada. So I thought since she's brand new to France, why not try something from McDonald's France? And just an FYI, the McDonald's Corporation is held in a bit higher regard in France, meaning that the France McDonald's are very fancy compared to what we are accustomed to here in North America. So I thought let's try one of their new fancy burgers and that is known as the Le Petit Fondue. Now, obviously, it's not the exact same thing. I couldn't go over to the McDonald's in Bluefield, Virginia and get the exact same thing as her. So what I did instead, I went out to Kroger, bought the fancy cheeses, two types of Swiss cheeses on this burger, Emmentaler cheese and then raclette cheese, which is awesome to be melted over burger. Highly recommend. You'll get into that as you listen in. And I also bought some crispy onion straws and put them on a plain McDonald's hamburger. Got some fries on the side as well as a Diet Coke for myself. So it's not exactly the same thing, but I'd like to say I got pretty close to the real thing that they serve over in France. So now sit back and enjoy my conversation with Sammy Hill over McDonald's France's Le Petit Fondue. What exactly was your French McDonald's experience like? It was not fast food, just regular food. I got there and I had to go inside because I don't trust my French to order through the drive-thru. And it, I ordered on the machine so I didn't have to speak. And then I was waiting like 20 minutes for a burger and some fries. 20 minutes, but you got the, how do you pronounce it? It's Le, le Petit Fondue. That might be better than me, yeah. Le Petit Fondue. <laughs> Do you guys get to go to uh, McDonald's a lot as a team? No, I, this is my first time being there this season, but last season in Germany, my teammates and I had the ritual. We would go after every game, win or lose, and get a McFlurry. So. How is German McDonald's compared to Canadian slash American McDonald's? I'm going to have to say European McDonald's is a lot better than American. Wow, really? Yeah. In yeah. what way? more variety on the menu and I just feel like I trust it eating more <laughs> yeah no that definitely yeah. makes sense and I think that's a big part of the reason why for this podcast I wanted to eat something from McDonald's in France because all the research I did they're like well McDonald's in France is different because you know in here in America it's just kind of like your last resort type of thing mm -hmm. but in McDonald's there's like pastries and all kinds of like you know croissants and uh I'm, I'm thinking of the last the little fancy little colored things what are they called the oh uh macro macaroons. Ma macaroons yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> so they have those there um they didn't have that at the bluefield virginia location so i <laughs> i literally just went um and got a plain hamburger to break this down for the people at home listening it is some sort of cheese called M Montal cheese. Do you know if I'm pronouncing that correctly? 
Yeah, I think in English it's like, I, well, I would say Emin Teller, but. <laughs> Emin Teller, even better. Okay, maybe I'm thinking way too hard. Uh, and then the sauce, there's like a melted raclette cheese, which these are both from the fancy Kroger, by the way, in Blacksburg. So, Ooh. yeah, I know. They had them, and I was pretty shocked that they cost a lot of money here. It was like $10 for cheese, but it's going to be fun anyway. So uh, I'm going to take a bite. If you're ready, I am ready to try to okay. eat this thing. So this is the Le Petit Fondue from McDonald's. Sammy got hers in France. Mine is Bluefield's finest. Yours looks better than mine. Really? <laughs> no, it's so small. Oh, my God. That's it's actually good. really good. <laughs> the it's cheese. Good. Yeah, there's two different types of Swiss cheeses. Dang, that is very flavorful. Wow. I'm going to make that at home. I hope I'm not slicing it too much, but yeah. No. Oh my gosh. I'm, I might go back and order this again. Yeah. I think I'm it's like a, it's a brand new thing in France, the Le Petit. And I tried to find all of the ingredients for it, but um, I think the McDonald's menu, it kept popping up with a, a message that said the content wasn't available in my region. So I couldn't figure out the real ingredients. So I just guessed, but this is really, really good. So I was thinking about the first time I got to meet you. And I don't know if you'll really remember this. I don't think this, I can really count this as the first time we met, but we were in the same dorm my freshman year at Harper. So we're the same year. You graduated in 2017, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think me and my friends were being assholes in the, <laughs> in the quad and it was really late on like a weekday. And I don't know if you remember this, but you opened up the window and told us to shut the F up. Does that ring any bells? Was it my voice or was it my roommate's voice? No, no, no. I think it was you because, no. all right, you're <laughs> laughing because my, my sweet mate, ended up being my roommate for two more years in college was Sean McClurg, who was Diddy or whatever. That's what he was called on the manager managerial staff for men's basketball. He's like, yeah. Oh, I think, I think we just pissed off Sammy. I was like, Oh, who's that? It was like, Oh, she plays women's basketball. But then there was another time. This is a little bit nicer. Uh, <laughs> I was actually talking to Andrew Allegretta for those of you who don't know, uh, Andrew Allegretta was the voice of women's basketball and a huge mentor of mine at Virginia Tech. He told me to mention, I'm uh, blanking on her name. Uh, her name was uh, an Australian girl that was in, or Australian Maddie athlete. Penn. Yes, Maddie what? Maddie Penn. Maddie Penn. So Maddie Penn had a cricket set in the quad and I played cricket with you guys. Does that ring any bells too or, or not? Yeah, in the spring of freshman year. Yeah. Were you good yeah. at cricket? No. <laughs> I think I do what I do with every sport I'm not good at. Just try to hit the ball as hard as possible and then sprint somewhere. So I don't know if that makes me good. but No, that's definitely a decent thing to do. It, it was a lot like baseball, but then you're just like running back and forth the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Didn't really understand the concept, but no. it was fun. And I think Vanessa Panousis was out there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys still talk to each other? Yeah, quite a bit. She's actually just getting degrees to start her professional season too. So talk to her a bit. For women's basketball, Vanessa Panousis, uh, a guard at Virginia Tech. Uh, with so many of you guys going over to play 
overseas is there kind of like like a sisterhood if you will of you guys all in the same group message you guys keep up with each other all the time or is it just like i'll see you when i see you sort of thing yeah i mean my class we're pretty good at keeping up with each other we have a group message from our 2017 class and we talk quite a bit and unfortunately we haven't got to play against each other we've all been in different countries but it's definitely fun that we're all over here we all keep tabs on each other's games and this year, I'll actually play against Reagan McGarity. We're in the same league, so I'll get to see her in a few weeks, I think. Wow. Is there any sort of rivalry between your two teams? I don't think specifically, but I'm pretty sure every team in the first French division hates each other because they're also <laughs> also tight, and any game can go either way. So well, should be you, you guys got to get together and share Le Petit Fondue. I'm still really chowing down on this. I really, really like it. Feel free to eat. This isn't okay, a, good. this I mean, isn't a, uh, you know, let's take a bite when I take a bite type thing. This is supposed <laughs> to be relaxing, eat McDonald's. I think this is also like the first time I've had McDonald's in a long time. Do you go to McDonald's a lot in, in Canada or America? No, it's definitely a last resort for me. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think living in the South, there's just so many better things to eat, like cookout. Cookout's always a go-to. I miss I, cookout. I, right. What's your, what's your go-to tray at cookout? Oh, it kind of changes. I just go go with whatever I'm feeling, but always a quesadilla. Okay. Usually a hot dog. I get made fun of that. I love hot. Why? That's a good dogs. choice. I do love hot dogs. Just really anything. I've never been disappointed with my cookout cookout meals and milkshake, of course. What was it like for you to go to school in the South, coming from Canada? Hmm. I really enjoyed it. I'm so happy with my choice. Everything about Virginia Tech. I really loved going to a more Southern college. I guess you get the typical college experience coming from Canada. It's like what everybody pictures, big sports school, Greek life, all that. So that was amazing. But I don't really know about food. Yeah. It was pretty similar. But I would say actually coming into my freshman year, I was a vegetarian my last year in high school. And then I got to, I think the first day I went to West End and I was like, yeah, that's not <laughs> happening anymore. Yeah, how can so you? Here we are. Why? So as soon as you walked in there, you're like, no more just salads. I mean, they had a pretty good salad place to eat from, though. Yeah, they do. I enjoyed that, but I think it was. I didn't feel like going out of my way to be yeah. vegetarian. I was like, there's burgers and hot dogs right here, so I'm just gonna get that. Right. Going back to your burger, though, is it cooled down at all? A little bit, but it's still still good. I wish my cheese was a bit more melted, but. You have the little crispy onion straws on it as well? Yep, they're in there. Yeah, I am, I'm a huge fan of this. But if I go to France, if, we're, if I'm ever allowed to leave the country again as an American, I, I'll go to get one of these. Um, yeah, speaking of that, did you go to Europe strategically because you realized that North America was going to be an absolute mess in 2020? Did you have the foresight to realize that? Oh, I knew years ago. I was like, as soon as I graduate, <laughs> I got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I totally get that. Um, but you're in Nantes, France now. What's the city like in Nantes? I'm pronouncing yeah, that correctly, it, right? Um, Nantes. Nantes. They dropped it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful city. I've only been actually downtown a few times, and it's like a huge walking area with hills and tons of shops and restaurants. And I live probably four miles away from downtown, so close enough that I'm right there, but... 
I'm still in a quiet little neighborhood, but I love it. Yeah, this is actually the segment of the podcast I'd like to talk about. A very historical thing that happened in Nantes called the Edict of Nantes that legalized Protestantism all throughout France. And I was hoping that you could just shed some light on that. <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. Never mind. I, I lo- already with your opening statement. <laughs> no, no, that's awesome. Uh, what's uh, I- I'm so intrigued with international basketball because what we know here in America is just the NBA and the WNBA. What is, if any, is there any sort of difference between just the style of play in women's basketball in the United States and then women's basketball in Europe? Yeah, I would say even in Europe, there's a different style of play in each country. Like when I was in Germany, it was very system-based and not as high tempo or athletic. And coming from the ACC, that was a huge change for me because ACC is just unbelievable athletes on every single team, like one through 12. So that was a big change. And now coming to France, they're known for playing high speed and physical. Like I've, (laughs) my coaches tell me every day, they're like, you're not going to get any foul calls here. So I'm just preparing myself for that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, like you talk about with your coaches, you know, you had that last year at Virginia Tech with Kenny and you guys had a great relationship. What's your relationship been like with some of the pro coaches you've had? Because you've been in Germany and now this is your second country, right, with France. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it took too big of a bite. No, no, no. It's really good. I'm really enjoying this burger. I hope you are too. Yeah. I've been pretty fortunate. I've had good relationships with all my coaches over here. I had two different coaches in Germany and the one from last year I really loved. I loved his, loved his mentality. He was like, defense, 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 always give 100% no matter what. So it was a lot of fun to play for him. And I've only been here for four weeks now, I guess, but I'm, I really enjoy my coaches. And they're both like fairly young women who just stopped their playing career. So they played in this league for 15 years. So both high level basketball players and they just did what myself and the other players on the team are doing. So I feel like that's a huge advantage. I, uh, my, my fries are getting a little bit cold. Does that happen to you too? Yeah. Okay. Do I'm not you, a big fry here actually. So you're not a big fry fan. Yeah. What like I'll eat them if they're served to me, but I never order them. See, I was about to say like in just in the hopes of keeping this very European, I was trying to serve it up with mayonnaise on the side. Is that something you do? No, but I've tried it and I like it. And a yeah. lot of my teammates do. And yeah. my Finnish teammates from Germany, they would mix mayonnaise and ketchup and then put pepper on top, Wow, which is a little strange, but yeah. it tasted really good. I think that's what they have in America at the McDonald's is just that fancy sauce. And it's mm-hmm. not really that fancy at all. It's literally what you just said, just ketchup, ketchup and mayonnaise. And mayonnaise. <laughs> but the cool thing about just dousing your fries and mayonnaise is that it's really healthy. And oh, super healthy, yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. adds to this this whole meal I have with melted cheese, a burger that can last for a thousand years. It has so many preservatives in it, but yeah. You, you said you've only been in not for four weeks. It had to be stressful going through that whole like free agency period. What would you do during that? I was super fortunate and I signed here almost as soon as my season in Germany ended. So I've known I was coming here since April. But this summer was, everything was so up in the air for everybody. It's like, 
is there even going to be a season? If there's a season, will there be fans? If there's no fans, how are we going to pay the players? So then I know a lot of players just signed in the last few weeks and had like, that just added to their quarantine stress. So I'm pretty thankful I signed early. Do you have an agent? Yes, I do. How is uh, y'all's relationship? Yeah, I just got signed with this new agent this past year and she's been amazing. She has another one of her clients is on the Canadian national team with me. And she actually, well, both the player and the agent played on the same team I did in Germany. And the agent actually grew up in that town. So there's like a lot of connections and I feel like she is quite invested in my game and not just trying to sign me away somewhere. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about contacting her. I hope she doesn't get upset that I, I just went straight to you. I'm totally kidding. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, I'm not on James. This is fine. I hope I don't get you in trouble with, the, with your brand new team. I wouldn't really uh, live with myself if I did that. No, I think you're all good. Okay. They might just be mad I'm eating McDonald's the night, day before game, but that's fine. You guys have a game tomorrow against who? We're playing Basket Lawn. So they are a Euro League team. And for those that don't know, there's each country in Europe has their own domestic league. And then there's Euro Cup and Euro League. And Euro League is usually the best of the best. So in France, we have three teams in Euro League. And usually there's one or two from other countries. And in Euro Cup, we have five teams in Euro Cup. And most other countries have one or two. So those are like, they'll play those games on top of our regular season games. So, so is Euro League, if I'm getting this correct, Euro League's more like the Champions League, like in soccer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, you, and, you, and I'm sorry, you guys are Euro League or Euro Cup? No, we're just French League, but we're playing a Euro League team tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yep. So are they from France? Yep. What Long. are they what are they looking like on paper? I mean, everybody in this league is pretty pretty strong, but the team we're playing tomorrow has two Canadians on it and a Canadian assistant coach. So that will be nice to see some familiar faces. So I know that every year you've done a ton with the Canadian national team and you know, the Olympics get put on halt. Was that something that you guys were striving for to, to make Japan in this year and before it got postponed? Yeah, we actually qualified in February. So one of the last international events was our qualification. So the team was <laughs> super excited and ready to prep all summer, then get to Tokyo. And then kind of a little bit of a derailment when we realized it wasn't going to happen. But, you know, we have another year to train, get better and beat up on some teams next summer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like this is actually one of the smaller meals I've done so far. Mm -hmm. I did one of these last week with, you remember Ty Walls, a wrestler? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had like a 3,000 calorie burrito that I ate. And I, was, I just felt like really, it was like a struggle to get through it. Now I'm just like a little bite, like, oh, basketball, that's great. Um, yeah. But yeah, with international basketball, being postponed was there ever a moment where you're just like what am I gonna do now and did you ever get to take like a mental break at all this summer yeah for sure I mean when our season got canceled in March I mean I feel like everything happened so fast for everybody it was one day it's like oh like coronavirus don't get sick and then the next day like the world is completely shut down so after that I took I think I took two weeks like completely off run didn't play basketball and that was pretty awesome I don't think I've had that much time off since 
I started playing basketball, <laughs> but so it was a little bit refreshing. And then after that, when I started getting back into it, it's like, what am I going to do all summer with no organized basketball? But then, I mean, summer flew by. So yeah, I didn't really have time to think about that. All of a sudden, there was two weeks until I left for France, and here we are. You were in you were in Germany when all of this, when like everything hits the fan, right? Yeah. Did you get to go home at all? Yeah, I came home on, I think our season was canceled March 14th and I was home March 18th. So I got home before borders shut, before travel was insane. So I was pretty fortunate. With obviously you're all part of Team Canada, you're about to gear up and go to the Olympics. You guys have qualified. Have you guys been able to talk just about what you're supposed to do next? No, communication's always been good. We were given our individualized workout programs. We were sent weights and stuff to our house so we would have equipment available to do our workouts. And we've had multiple team meetings. And I think the players were always in contact with each other. And then we're always, we have pretty solid communication lines with the coaches as well, a couple group chats. So we've been in contact. It's just pretty strange not seeing anybody all summer when we're used to spending our entire summers together. Almost done with this burger, by the way. Uh, it's actually not very big. Is this big for you? I don't know if this is just me. me. No, mine is super small. I'm on yeah. my last bite. I'm trying to save it. Yeah, same. Um, I see you got a Toronto Raptors shirt on. Have you been able mm -hmm. to watch any basketball? Yeah, I've been able to watch a few. It's pretty nice that a lot of the games are have been in like mid-afternoon. So here it's only 11 or midnight. So I can do the first half at least. But unfortunately, I got to watch the entirety of the last game where they got destroyed by the Celtics. <laughs> that series isn't over. That series isn't over yet, right? No, that was game one. Okay, got you. Yeah. I feel really bad me. that I haven't been paying attention as much. So I'm really glad that you've been able to give me an update there. Speaking of Toronto, and I heard you in another interview kind of talk about this very briefly, but I wanted to dive a little bit more into it. There's a point on Champagne Poppy's Instagram where you get into Drake's Insta story in your Team Canada uniform. What was that? Mm -hmm. I mean, that had to be mind-blowing. Absolutely. I didn't think I got starstruck until I came out of practice. And our um, media guy was like, Sammy, have you seen Drake's story? I was like, what? No. He's like, you're in it. I was like, oh, this is the best day of my life. But <laughs> that's dramatic. But. What, what else happened after that? Are you, are you going to be in a music video or what? <laughs> I don't think I have the skills to be in the music videos that he puts out, but... But it was pretty awesome. I was like, I'll take it. Took a few screenshots. No one can say it didn't happen. <laughs> I actually think that the way I found out about that, since we're mutual friends on Facebook, I don't know if it's like your mom or your grandma or something. Was it your grandma? She posted it and was really proud of you, which I thought was really cool. It might have been my grandma. Like, oh, okay. On Drake's story. Like, oh. <laughs> Does yeah. she know? What's, what's the old people's perception like of Drake in Canada? Do they know who he is? I think they know who he is, but I doubt my grandparents listen to his music, but they definitely know who he is. Well, mine definitely don't in Richmond, Virginia, if that makes you feel any better. They have no idea who he is. It's been a while since I've seen you at Virginia Tech, so I'm just trying to like catch up on 
some things with with the Hokies with you. It always kind of seems like with with Kenny, you know, Kenny Brooks, the head coach of women's basketball at Tech, that there's at least one or two Canadians on the team now. Are you part of the recruiting process for that at all? No, I wouldn't say recruiting process, but sometimes they're like, have you heard of this Canadian? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> now I'm now I'm old, I guess. So I wouldn't really. <laughs> uh, your sister plays basketball too, right? Yes, she played at Rutgers for two years and transferred and now is at LaSalle. Okay. Is she going to play for the Canadian national team too? She isn't right now, but you never know. You never yeah. know what happens. Yeah. Do you think there'd be any family connection there? You could like just say like, oh, take my sister along with us. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Hey, do you know any players? Yeah, my sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about your game a little bit in the beginning. Allegretta told me to ask you if it's still in the realm of possibility for you to be a track star. <laughs> I think it might be my track prime, but definitely use that as an advantage on the basketball court. Still Did a fan of running all over. Didn't a lot of older Virginia Tech fans, which by the way, bless their heart, they are huge, huge supporters of you and, and women's basketball. Didn't they always say that to you? Yep. <laughs> How do you I respond to that? was rabbit between a few of them so <laughs> I was always really impressed with the way you shot the three ball back in the day have you added really anything to, to how you are as a basketball player since finishing up at tech yeah <clears throat> I'd say I still still would be tagged as a shooter I think but added a few things I've been playing point guard on the national team more so that's fun and just kind of doing whatever the team needs me to do to win. So if that's shooting, I'll shoot. Defense, I'll play defense. I'll do whatever. Right, good for you. Good for being adaptable. I'm trying to adapt here because I got mayonnaise on my notes. Do you- Use some fries to clean it up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to scoop it up. I'm done with the burger now, by the way. Me too. It's gone. Yeah, gone. it's gone. And I really liked it. What would you say I that you would rate that out of 10? Because I think I'm going to go about- a six just because it was cold and it's like kind of small, but the cheeses were really good. I was going to say the same. I'd say somewhere between a six and a seven, like really enjoyed it. There are things like melted cheese or maybe even more cheese that could bump it up, but I will, will definitely order it again. Yeah. The, the, the petite fondue. So do you go, so it's just McDonald's over there that is pretty popular but do you see any of the other things that are kind of familiar to you that they're a little bit different over there um i ordered Domino's on saturday and i got what i would normally get but there are some different things on the menu too and i don't know if it was because i was extremely hungry or it was just this good but the cheesy bread that i always ordered was unbelievable on saturday night i am kind of embarrassed like the one time i went to france with my family you know, we're just kind of from like a small country town in Virginia. And my parents are like, you know, let's get pizza. I was like, well, it, it's not the country for that. But you know what? I'm kind of scared of this other stuff, too. Yeah. Is there uh, something in France that uh, at least a, a bit of French food that you really like that you've discovered in your four weeks there? I haven't discovered anything yet. I haven't been to a French restaurant, but hopefully I will go soon and try some new food. But croissants are unbelievable and it's very dangerous. What's dangerous about it? The amount of them that I could eat in a short <laughs> period of time. Yeah. And expect to perform athletically. Yeah. So if your team says you're going to get in trouble for eating McDonald's the night before a game, 
do they have some sort of like dietary regimen that they want you to be on? No, not at all. I think as long as you, I mean, we're all, it's a little bit different than college or high school. Like we're all adults, we're professionals. So we all know what we need to do for our bodies to perform. So I don't think they'll be mad at me if I, <laughs> for eating McDonald's, as long as I can still run up and down tomorrow. And I'm sure. <laughs> Are you like one of the younger players on the team? This team is, we have, it's so strange. We have like four or five players that are 30 and older. Then we have four or five players that are like the youth players. So they're still in high school or just graduated high school. So they're all like 17, 18, 19. And then there's three of us that are 22, 24, and I'm 25. So I'm like right in the middle. And it's just you don't really notice it on the court because we're all there to play basketball, but it's just kind of funny. There's like 18 year olds, 30 something year olds. And then me. <laughs> I I'm also curious as to, you know, the WNBA is growing here in America, North America, obviously. Um, but what is the following like amongst fans in Europe? I know you haven't played in France yet, but what was it like in Germany? Yeah, in Germany, it was, in my town, at least, women's basketball is quite popular. There is, we were the only like first division professional team. Then there was a men's professional basketball team in uh, lower division. So all the fan or everybody in town knew who we were, came to the games, and we had probably always more than a thousand fans at each game, but the gyms are smaller, so it felt like a lot. But I think in France, it's definitely bigger than it was in Germany and it's kind of sad because of the corona situation I don't know if that many fans will be allowed or if they are if that many will even come to games but I know some teams here have big big following so is not or I keep I am trying to pronounce it correctly not right that's how I say it I don't know if it's right that's how I say it okay not it, it has an s on it folks at home so I am trying my best do they have a kind of a big following or, or not? I think they have a solid following. I mean, we're for women's basketball. If you're in a bigger city, you always seem to have like a smaller following, but I think it's pretty solid. And I know I'm just excited because we have an unreal arena. So excited to play there. I'm just curious as to what the fans are like when you play basketball, because you know, playing in college, they're trying to me mess you up on a free throw. You know, they're coming up with these chants to just kind of psych you out. Is it the same in Europe? Yeah, for sure. I would say European fans are even louder and crazier than American fans. In Germany, we had this section for our home games, and there was, like, drums and horns that were just constant all game. And then you go to away games and the gym. They would have the same thing, and then it would be completely silent for a free throw. And right when you're about to shoot, somebody would just, like, scream the name of the other team when you're like, it was brutal, but you get used to it. Drums and different organized chants. And it's pretty on a smaller scale, but similar to how they are in like European soccer games. When you walked around, did people recognize you as part of the, the small town team? Yeah, and that's what I really liked about my German team. And it reminded me a bit of Blacksburg, like smaller town, but everything was about Virginia Tech. So like you would go to Kroger and someone would be like, hey, good luck in your game tonight. Or you would go here and people would recognize you. And it was similar to that in uh, Nordlingen, my German town. So that was pretty, pretty neat. 
Did Nordlingen have a Sharkies that you got to go to a lot? They did actually. And it was, it was also, I'll use the same word, it was dangerous. It was called Aris. And it, it was technically a sports bar, but there were no TVs. There was just like jerseys all over the wall. But my, a couple of my teammates, and since I was there for three years, we like made friends with other people in town who didn't play basketball. So we would go there almost every Friday night and just like sit at the sticky tables, have some good German beer. And so that was my Sharkies and I definitely miss it. But I get um, messages and Snapchats of them all there on Fridays still. So that's good. Wait, so I really, I'm really glad that the tables are sticky in Europe too. I mean, that just has to make you feel right at home. Oh, absolutely. And my friend and I would, we would rate every single table when we went to this bar. So they were like wobbly and sticky. <laughs> and the joke was like the tables were never above a five, but the time was never below a nine. <laughs> so they balanced out. Well, that's awesome. I, you know, I remember seeing you at Sharky's a lot. And then I like made a comment to you where you were like, I, I was like, oh, you're like the queen of this place. You're here all the time. You're just like, you're like, yeah, but like every time I'm here, I see you too. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's true. I didn't think of it like that. And maybe I'm out a lot too. Maybe I'm out too much. <laughs> Never too much. Just the right amount. Oh, we definitely miss seeing you guys around. Um, women's basketball at Tech was was really great this year. And I think you should be, be pretty proud of like starting something pretty incredible at Virginia Tech with, with women's basketball and, and Kenny Brooks and uh, – I think that they miss you a lot, too, because you were definitely a fan favorite. Yeah, I miss it so much. Every time I see their posts on Instagram or tweets, I'm like, oh, I wish I was still there. But super thankful for the four years I had there and then the one year under Coach Brooks. And it's been amazing to, to follow the improvements he's made each and every year. And I'm, it was pretty sad that their season got cut short last year, but I'm sure they're in a really good spot to do what they did last year again and maybe even – more so I'm excited to watch you get to watch a lot right yeah I get to watch a decent amount like their weekend games when it's in the afternoon there I'll watch at night here well this is this is actually something I, I kind of want to confront you with as well I'm on a few of these games as a sideline reporter and play-by-play -play guy so is there anything that you want to say to me about changing how I do my job it's now's the time to talk about it no I honestly I love listening to you call the games and as much as I, I used to make fun of you maybe for calling our games matinees, <laughs> but I love when you would work the Sunday matinees and I'd go back and listen to the games. And now I just love listening, listening to you while I watch the game. You know a lot about basketball. So. Well, I appreciate it. I was hoping now, now I got to like probably cut some of that out because it just seems like I was fishing for a compliment. I actually did want you to just criticize me, but uh, yeah, no. What is so funny about matinees? I don't understand that. It's just a fun word, I guess, but like it's a legit time of the day for a game. I know. They were all matinees. And I think it was just the word when I first heard it, I was like, Haha, we're playing a matinee. And then every time after that you said it, it's just now it has to be a thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say all the time. And I think you guys were like, you know, I don't remember who else was telling me to say it, but like you were like, oh, let's play just a little matinee. And I was like, well, this game's at like 6.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. Like, that's not a matinee at all. I can't say that. But I'm going to keep on saying that in the future. If I do get to call games, if there is a season, I will right. absolutely say that. There's a, a, a promise here. Okay, 
You've been great, Sammy. I, I want to wrap it up with a little segment we call roast them or toast them. Roast means I like roast you like I don't like it. And then toast them is kind of like, you know, raise your glass to this. So a little bit of a Canadian theme on this too. I'm sure that, you know, your identity isn't just about being a, a person from Canada, but it's very interesting. No, I love it. Okay. You're all in. Okay. Yeah. So roast them or toast them with Sammy Hill of Nantes, Nantes, Lions. Nantes. What's the, what's the Wait, team? I think we're the waves. The, <laughs> do you not know? It's in French. Oh, okay. All right. I'll look it up after. I'm 95% sure we're the waves. Okay. Are you guys near water? Yeah, we're near the Atlantic Ocean. We're oh. on like that in France. Gotcha. Yeah. Now I will, I will look it up. Uh, so roast them or toast them as we figure out what your team name is. Poutine. Toast. But... Oh, like 2 a.m. toast. I wouldn't eat it normally, but if it's on the way home from somewhere, it's pretty good. I gotta be honest. So for people that don't know, like me, a bunch of Americans, it's just fries with like gravy on them with, with like cheese curds. Well, when you put it like that, it doesn't sound <laughs> But yes, that's literally what it is. But poutine is great late night. Okay. And you can like spice it up. There's a place called Smokes in Toronto. That's like right where all the bars and clubs are. Yeah. Great spot. You can have like Philly cheesesteak poutine. You can have like quesadilla poutine. Ew. It's dangerous. You're just going to have, we should have had that. Yeah, but. we should have. I, I was thinking like poutine because I was telling people, I was like, oh, Sammy Hill, you know, let's, let's eat poutine because she's from Canada. And I was like, I don't know where I can even try that to make that. Uh, but you know, so I went with a little petite fondue, which I really liked. Uh, so roast them or toast them pizza, pizza toast, but mainly because their garlic dipping sauce is unlike anything I've ever had. So pizza would be like somewhere medium. I prefer Domino's, but their dipping sauce, unbelievable. Okay. So once again, this is another Canadian thing. Pizza, pizza is a Canadian based pizza chain. And I think it's a bit confusing because in America we have Little Caesars and the guy says pizza, pizza in the commercials. Is it the same thing? No, we have Little Caesars as well. Oh, so that, so then in the commercials over there, does the guy say little like pizza, pizza? I actually have never seen the Little Caesars commercial. What? That's hot and ready. That's hot and ready. Um, roast them or toast them. This is actually kind of random going off of the Canada spectrum here. Caesar salads. Toast. Okay. Where does, if you go to a place, do you get, and they're like, a salad comes with that. Do you go Caesar, house, or what are you going with? Mm. I would usually go Caesar, but if Greek is an option, I'll take the Greek salad. But I would take Caesar over house. Gotcha. All right, roast them or toast them, and I really hope you've been to this place. Texas Roadhouse. Mm. I get all those places confused. Is that the place with the really good buns? Yes, it is. Okay, 100% toast. Okay, I'm so glad you said that. I think it's, maybe it's just showing how this podcast is all about how non-cultured I am. Um, but I think that Texas Roadhouse is my favorite restaurant. Like, it's just, they go in there. I mean, they sing and with the boots and stuff. I hope you're thinking of the right thing. Have you been actually yeah, been like, to this place? Yeah, someone's birthday, there's, they like come out and they put the cowboy hat on somebody. Yes, it's that. And there's peanuts at the table. Right, and you can throw them on the floor. 
Yeah, okay. I do like them. You guys have those in Canada? Not in Toronto, but I don't know about anywhere else. Gotcha. <laughs> and I mean, I'm I'm assuming that there's not a Texas Roadhouse blooming, like blossoming chain of restaurants in France or Germany, right? <laughs> Damn, oh, they are really missing out over there in France. And finally, our last chain on Roast Them or Toast Them is Jimmy John's. Again, uh, 2 a.m. toast. Mm. The number 10, turkey tongue. See, I'm a big Italian nightclub fan. That is good. Delicious. But yeah. I see you wouldn't get Jimmy John's like in the middle of the day. I did a lot my freshman year and I think I ate it too much. So then I was like, I hate this place. But then sophomore year, I tried it at the good hours. And I'm like, I like this place again. <laughs> well, Sammy, the thing I've always really liked about you is that it, it was kind of like intimidating being a broadcaster, going to travel with you guys. And women's basketball, the women's basketball team at Virginia Tech was always very welcoming to me. And I think you kind of like led the way. You're always really nice. And I uh, really appreciate all the uh, – all just you being friendly to me over the past couple of years. And then you – going on and, and doing this and then uh eating a le petite fondue with me which you're definitely going to order again right for sure <laughs> all right sammy well uh good luck with everything good luck in your game tomorrow and with reagan mcgarrity playing against reagan mcgarrity i mean this is some time for a little bit of trash talk here what are you going to kind of expose in reagan's game cool <laughs> i don't know maybe i'll just try talking to her because she's so nice i don't think she'd say anything back so I might just end up getting myself mad, though. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, good luck with that. Good luck with the season, Sammy. And uh, thanks again for doing this. This was really fun. Of course. Um, one thing, I'm sorry I yelled to shut the F up out my dorm window to you. It was probably <laughs> a joke because my roommate and I would always yell and throw things out the window. But I'm still sorry, nonetheless. And I cannot wait to hear you call another matinee for Hokies women's basketball. <laughs> well, I'm sure I, I really deserve to be told to shut the F up. So <laughs> it's totally fine. And uh, I'm looking forward to calling those games as well. So yeah. I'll see you, Sammy. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. you too. Bye. <laughs>